Hi guys, this is Faith from RadicalTransformationProject.com and you are listening to another episode of my mental health podcast. In this podcast, we dive into everything related to depression, anxiety, and all of the down and dirty real life things that happen to me every week managing my mental health. I'm here to help you, inspire you, and remind you, you are never on this journey alone. Let's jump into it. Hi guys, so today I wanted to share with you a 90-day challenge that I'm going to be completing before the end of the year. It's called The Last 90 Days. This is not my challenge and not my original idea. It all started with a woman named Rachel Hollis. If you follow me on social media, you know I am obsessed with her. Ever since I read her book, Girl, Wash Your Face, this summer, I have been following her social media. I watch her Instagram live every single day. If you are in my mental health support Facebook group, you'll know that we're doing book club in there right now, reading Girl, Wash Your Face. You're welcome to come jump in and join. We're having great conversation in there every single day all around the different lives that Rachel addresses in that book. So when I was stalking Rachel on her social media, on her Instagram, I saw that she is running a last 90 day challenge and I decided to do it too. I want to invite you to join along with me. I'm going to be posting on my Instagram about it. I just wrote a blog post about this too. So all of the resources and information I'm going to talk about can also be found on the blog post at www.radicaltransformationproject.com. The idea of the last 90 days challenge is to finish the end of the year strong. I think there's a tendency among a lot of us as it gets to the holiday time to kind of let things go, completely fall off of our diet, drink a ton of alcohol, quit working out. And it's all kind of centered around this idea, well, I'm going to start on January 1st. And so we kind of give up all of our good habits. Now, I'm not shaming anybody for having a good time at the holidays. If you've been following me, you know this is my favorite time of year because I love Thanksgiving. I love Halloween. I love Christmas. So as soon as October rolls around, I'm like, it's here. It's all happening. Let's do it. It is my favorite time of the year. I love having dinners with family. I love making food. I love getting drinks. It is such a social, fun time of the year, all centered around drinking and eating, which I freaking love. So I'm not shaming you for enjoying the holidays. That's not what this is about. This is about all of the days between the holidays when it starts to kind of rack up. I can tell you right now, I'll be sitting down at Thanksgiving with a glass of wine and a plate of mashed potatoes. Heck yes, sister, I will. And I won't feel bad about it at all. The problem is this time of year, then those habits start to kind of leak in. And Rachel even talks about it used to just be December for her. She would just kind of be like, oh, well, I'm going to be doing my diet in January so I can just eat whatever I want, stay up late, not get up in the morning, not do my personal development, just kind of all bets are off in December. But then the next year she started in November. She's like, oh, well, it's almost Thanksgiving. So I'm going to just kind of give up now because I'm going to be starting January 1st and then the year after that it started even earlier in October where she's like I'm just going to drink pumpkin spice lattes every single day eat candy do whatever I'm going to start January 1st and then the year after that she found that mentality was starting as early as September and that's when she started the challenge 
because she realized she wanted to finish the year strong. This is all about committing to intentional habits for the last 90 days of the year so we can finish the year strong, walk into January as strong, healthy versions of ourselves, ready to tackle those goals that we hit. And I think this is such a cool challenge and it's so important because we know so many people set goals on January 1st and don't execute them. It's almost like a joke, right? Of everybody signing up for the gym, everybody doing whatever January 1st, and then by February, it's all kind of gone. But if you think about it, you're setting yourself up for failure because all of November, all of December, we haven't been doing any personal development work, we've been eating whatever we want, we haven't had any discipline in our lives, and then we're trying to set these life-changing goals, goals that are gonna change our lives, chase big dreams, set big intentions, all these things, so of course you're going to fail. These habits that we're going to practice the last 90 days of the year, I think are great foundation to set goals on in January. And if you know me, I love January 1st. I love New Year's. I love to sit down and vision what I want my life to look like, what I want my goals to look like, set intentions, set a word for the year. I do all of the things. I love it. I love New Year's. It's my favorite holiday. So the idea of kind of getting ready for that now makes New Year's even more special because it's like I'm preparing for it. I'm putting all this intention and love into future faith, setting future faith up for success and saying, girl, I want you to chase those big dreams. I've given you the foundation. I've given you the tools. We've practiced the discipline. You're ready for success. And I'm setting future faith up for success. So that way when she sits down January 1st and is dreaming her big dreams, she's more ready to go after them. She has more of the tools she needs. The other thing I love about this challenge is it comes at a time of year when I desperately need it, you guys. I love summer. I know I just said I love fall, but I also love summer. Maybe I just love all of the seasons. I don't know. I love summer. Summer is the best time for my mental health, truly. I can get away with not working out every day and not getting depressed. I can get away with eating more junk food in the summer. I have seasonal depression. Every winter, like freaking clockwork, I get depressed in the winter. There is just no way around it. It's happened every year my entire life. So I take vitamin D, I work out, I do all these things to help myself. But what I would realize is that I was waiting too long to start doing the things I knew would help me through that. So I was waiting until I was already depressed to kickstart that routine. So I know the things that will help me when I'm depressed. I need to exercise every day, sometimes twice a day. I need to drink a ton of water. I need to eat a ton of whole foods. I need to take vitamins. I need to take vitamin D supplements. I need to be outside. I need to quit drinking alcohol. All of those things help my depression. But I was waiting until it was too late. I was waiting till I was already depressed to start doing them. So I love this challenge because right now it's the end of September. I'm feeling pretty good. I'm coming off of summer. I'm in Florida, so it still feels like summer here. And typically what I would do would just be to coast into winter and wait until I start getting depressed to start my self-care routine for managing my depression in the winter. But with this challenge, what I'm doing is I'm starting before my depression gets bad. I'm heading off my seasonal depression by getting these habits in place now. And it just seems so smart to me. Like I already know what's gonna happen. I already know winter is going to be more difficult for me. So I'm going to 
prepare myself for that by getting these habits in place. Okay, so that's kind of what the challenge is about. I'm going to go over the habits I'm going to be doing in this challenge. I'm going to go over the ones that Rachel recommends, which is five to thrive. That's what she's doing in her challenge. Like I said, you should definitely go sign up for her emails because she's going to be sending out emails every week of the challenge with a little motivational video. And like I said, she's amazing. So you definitely want to get on her email list. So the first habit of the challenge is get up an hour earlier and then you need to use that time to do something for yourself, to do something for your goals, something that's going to set yourself up for success. This for me is going to be reading book. I'm going to wake up an hour earlier every single day and I'm going to spend that hour reading some sort of personal development book and I'm doing the five minute journaling exercise. The five minute journal is a journal you can buy online. It's awesome. It looks beautiful. I didn't buy it just because I like to write in my own notebooks, but these prompts are from that. It's called five minute journal and the daily prompts I'm going to be doing are three things I'm grateful for, what would make today great, and a list of daily affirmations. That's it. I think sometimes people talk about doing a journal practice and a gratitude practice and an elaborate morning routine. I'm not about that life, you guys. I'm busy, and to be honest with you, I just don't feel called to spend hours and hours doing a morning routine or a gratitude practice, but I do think it's important. I do think it helps my mental health. So I'm committing to doing it every day. Those three journal prompts, less than five minutes every single day. You can do less than five minutes every single day. I don't care how busy you are, whatever. Like I love those journal prompts because it's like anyone can do them. It's so simple. And it really just brings it down to what is important. What are you grateful for? What would make today great? And what are your affirmations for the day? Every single day. So I'm going to be doing that as part of my getting up an hour earlier. And then I'm also going to be reading a personal development book. Right now I'm reading High Performance Habits by Brandon Bruchard. I super recommend it if you're interested and looking for a really interesting book to read during that challenge. Yes, it's about habits, but it's more about mindset, which I really, really like and the mindset you have to have to be successful and achieve your goals. And what do you actually need to do in your everyday life to be super successful? So it goes really well with this challenge. If you're looking for a book to read during the challenge, I recommend that one. If you haven't read Girl, Wash Your Face, which is Rachel Hollis's book, you need to read it. It's my favorite book I've read this year. So that's the first habit. Get up an hour earlier. Use that time to do something for yourself, for your goals, for your personal development. The second one is work out for at least 30 minutes, seven days a week, every single day, you guys. And it doesn't have to be going to the gym. It can be going for a walk. It can be jumping on a trampoline. It can be doing yoga, whatever. Move your body, get your sweat on, do something for your health every day for 30 minutes. When I first started hearing her talk about working out seven days a week, I was like, oh girl, this is not for me. <laughs> we are not in the same category. I'm not about that life. I'm not trying to go to the gym seven days a week. But then when I heard her talk more about it, I realized she just means do something, some sort of physical activity every day for 30 minutes. And if you think about it, you guys, your health is so important. It's arguably the most important asset you have because without your health, it doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter if you have your soulmate. It doesn't matter if you have a beautiful house. It doesn't matter 
if you have the perfect family, the dream job, if you don't have your health, if you are sick, if you cannot function and do, if your body won't work for you, none of that stuff matters. I'm sure you can talk to anyone that lives with chronic pain or chronic illness and they'll tell you how important your health is. So if your health is the most important thing in your life, how could you not spend 30 minutes every single day to take care of it? And then it's also the foundation for the rest of this challenge because it's going to give you more energy to go after your dreams, go after your goals, those big goals we're gonna be setting in January. A lot of times we don't have motivation to chase our dreams and do the things we wanna do in our life because we're freaking tired, right? I'm tired at the end of the day and I'm committing to doing more things to bring my energy up, to give me more energy. So I have more energy to create more content, to help more women do more of the things I'm passionate about so yes, I know working out every day, seven days a week sounds awful, but when you think about it's only 30 minutes and it's the most important thing in your life, it's really not that bad. And she's not even saying do some crazy workout for 30 minutes. She's not saying anything like that. She's just saying move your body, do something, sweat for 30 minutes every single day. This is also super important for me personally like I said, because I know I'm about to walk into a season that is difficult with my depression. I know I'm going to be struggling with my depression in the winter time. And I know that exercise really, really helps my depression. So I think being in a routine of exercising every single day before I get depressed will make that whole process easier, right? Usually what I do in the winter is I wait until I start getting depressed and then I'm like, oh no, it's happening. Seasonal depression is happening. We have to start exercising. And then there's kind of a couple weeks where it's hard. If you've ever tried to make yourself exercise when you were depressed, it is really hard. I feel like I've gotten good at it because I've had to do it so many times because I've had so many relapses over the course of however many years with my depression. I just know what that mindset is. I know how to make myself do things when I'm depressed. So I can make myself exercise even when I'm depressed, but it is hard. So I'm really hoping committing to doing this 30 minutes, seven days a week, every single day is going to help me get that habit and make it a little easier. When I do start getting depressed, I'm already working out. I'm already doing the things I know I need to be doing. And if I have to ramp it up, then I can ramp it up to 40 minutes an hour, seven days a week or whatever it is that I need to do. The next one is hydrate. This seems super obvious, but it's one that hardly anybody does. I know I don't do it. I'm so committed to my personal development, my personal growth, my mental health, all this stuff. And drinking water is literally the most simple thing I could be doing for my body to give me more energy to help my health. And I just don't do it. I drink a ton of coffee in the morning and then I'll kind of skip out on water. Maybe I'll drink a little in the afternoon, but I really don't drink any water in the morning. So I'm using this challenge as a way to try to change that. Rachel, for her challenge, is suggesting people drink half of their body weight in ounces. So however much you weigh, if you weigh 120 pounds, divide that in half, that's 60, 60 ounces of water. So you drink half of your body weight in ounces of water every single day. Super simple, super good for your body. You get tons of health benefits from it. It's just a good habit to develop and have. The fourth thing in the five to thrive is give up one food category. You give up one 
category of food you know you shouldn't be eating, whether it's fast food or fried food, whatever. In her book, she talks about giving up Diet Coke. Just think about what the most harmful thing is you're consuming and commit to giving that up. For me personally, I have blood sugar issues and I know eating carbs just really does not serve me at all. Literally, if I eat carbs, I have to take a three-hour nap afterwards, which I've been doing more often than I would like to admit to you guys. I've been traveling. I fell off of my healthy eating wagon. I haven't been eating enough vegetables and I've just been substituting with carbs. And for me, it's a really difficult cycle to break once I start doing that because the eating carbs messes with my blood sugar level. And then I'm like hungry and I feel like I have to eat and my blood sugar is unstable and I'm like crashing and then I'm eating more carbs. And it is just like a total like circus right now in my diet. So I'm committing to cleaning my diet up, cutting those carbs out. I do eat carbs at breakfast, but I try to minimally eat them at lunch and then not eat them at dinner. And that kind of helps me do it in a sustainable way. I've found when I tell myself no carbs at all, it just is too strict of a diet for me and I need a little wiggle room. So if I want to eat a piece of toast or something at breakfast, no big deal. That's my personal diet. You do not have to do that. You should do whatever makes you feel good. That's personally what makes my body feel good. If you don't know what makes your body feel good, keep a journal of what you're eating and what your energy levels are. Try some different diets out and start figuring out how to eat to make yourself feel more energized and good. Start giving your body more healthy foods. Start figuring out ways to eat more salad and more vegetables. And then for this challenge, for the last 90 day challenge, Give up one thing that you know makes you feel bad. What makes you feel bad? What is one category of food that is bringing you down, brings your energy down, makes you feel crappy, is not serving you, and get it out of here. Because we're about to walk into the new year as a motherfucking queen, and we don't have time to be eating french fries every day. The work we have to do, the good you have to do, the things you have to do in this life are too important. So tap into that why. This is really hard for me because I struggle a lot with eating healthy. (laughs) It's hard for me to stick to any kind of diet or have any kind of discipline with food. So I really have to tap into my why. I have to tap into that part of me that's like, I'm here to serve. I have good to do in this world. I have things to do. The world needs me to show up. All of those things I tell myself every day, I have to tap into my why and say, that's too important. The things I'm here to do in my life are too important to be eating checkers. (laughs) The things that I want to achieve, the dreams that I have, the people that need me, the people that I want to help, the lives I want to change are too important for me to be going through the drive-thru at McDonald's or whatever it is. You have to tap into your why and your why has got to be strong. So find your reason why. Why do you want to improve your life? Why do you want to have more energy? Why do you want to give these things up? Why do you want to feel better? What are you going to get out of it? How is it going to change your life? Tap into your why and then amplify it. Like really get in there and tap into that feeling of like, this is my purpose. This is what I'm here to do. This is the meaning of my life. Tap into that. Once you're there and you're in your why and you're in your heart and you're really amped, giving up one category of food doesn't seem like such a big deal. The fifth thing in Rachel's Five to Thrive is write down 10 things you're grateful for every single day. Like I said, I'm going to be doing this as part of my five-minute journal practice. 
I have a ton of gratitude prompts on the blog at RadicalTransformationProject.com if you need some ideas to get started of gratitude journaling. But Rachel says, just write down 10 things you're grateful for. And she says, make them small things, not your family, not your house, not your job, because of course you're grateful for those things. Of course you are. But the things you want to write down are small things. Your, co- your morning cup of coffee, the delicious lunch you got to eat, the walk you went on, the sunset you saw driving home, small everyday things that you might not notice because The point of this exercise is to start training your brain to find little things in your life all day long to be thankful for. If you know at the end of the day, you have to go home and sit down and write 10 things that you're thankful for, 10 good things that happened to you, all day long, your brain is going to be looking for those things, looking for the things to be thankful for, to put on that list. So you're training your brain to start filtering and bringing to you moments that you can appreciate good things that are happening to you, noticing how blessed you truly are throughout the day. So you want to be writing 10 things you're thankful for, but they need to be small everyday things, not the big overarching things. Okay, I'm just going to throw a couple tips for success out there and then we're going to wrap this up. I would say a 90-day challenge is a long challenge. You can do it. You're going to make mistakes you have to commit to getting back to it. So when you fall off and you quit doing your five to thrive, you've got to recommit to it without beating yourself up, start where you are and just get going. Too many people start challenges like this, they mess up for a few days and then they let that take the whole challenge from them. 90 days is a long challenge. I can almost guarantee everyone is going to mess up at some point. I won't do my five to thrive every single day. There's going to be days where I screw it up, where I don't do my gratitude. I don't write in my journal. I sleep in, I eat crap, whatever. The difference is that I am going to forgive myself immediately and get back into the challenge. Do not waste your time beating yourself up and then use that as an excuse to throw the whole thing out the window. Commit to doing the whole 90 days Commit to forgiving yourself when you make mistakes and just getting back on the horse and starting again. It's not about being perfect. This challenge isn't about doing every single day perfect. It's about doing your best. It's about walking into the new year stronger than if you didn't do this challenge. It's about giving yourself some habits and some disciplines to build a foundation on. It's about making yourself a little better than you were before. My other tip is to visualize Who do you want to be January 1st? What do you want to have accomplished? How do you want to feel walking into the new year? Visualize being successful. Visualize finishing this challenge. Visualize being the type of person that can do a 90-day challenge, that finishes the things that she starts, that keeps her promise to herself. Who is that person? I recently talked a little bit about this in my confidence workshop in my VIP tribe. I currently still have the free code up. You can get a free month because I never took the code down. I'll leave the link below if you want to listen to that confidence. There's two really good confidence workshops you can listen to. One is by me and one is by my good friend Brooke, who is a total rock star. They're in my VIP tribe, which is usually $10 a month, but you can get the first 30 days free if you use the code transformation. I'll leave the link down below. I would love to have you guys join us. 
this month we're doing a whole module on the mindset you need to have on a mental health journey. And then in November, we'll be talking about everything gratitude. And December, we're doing radical self-care. So we've got some really good content coming up. I would love to have you in that tribe if you're interested. The more you can step into the confident version of yourself, the version of yourself that just crushes every goal that she sets, that finishes every single challenge, that demolishes every obstacle in front of her. I know that that badass woman is living inside of you. If you need help bringing her up, go back to a time where you were just unstoppable, where you were just an unstoppable force, where nothing stood in your way and you overcame some huge obstacle and channel that energy. You still have that energy. It is inside of you. Call it up from inside of you and step into that version of yourself to make it through this challenge. When you're wanting to go through the drive-through or you want to sleep in or you want to do whatever, step into that badass version of yourself, that version of yourself that doesn't fuck around, that takes care of business, that smashes every goal she sets for herself, that is just crushing life. Call her up. Ask yourself, what would she do? Start acting as if you're already that person. It's going to be hard at first. You're going to kind of step in and out of her. But the more you call her up on purpose and call up that badass version of yourself, the easier it is to step into that person. And before you know it, you are that person and you have a lot of those traits and you are unstoppable and you're not fucking around and you are taking your life serious and you are doing all of the things you need to be doing. I hope you'll join me on this challenge. I have everything laid out clearly on my blog at RadicalTransformationProject.com. If you want more information about the 90 days, I'll also put the link for Rachel's emails below. Please sign up for her emails because she just provides so much value to her people and she is amazing. And like I said, this is her idea. This challenge is not my idea. I just want to make sure I'm giving credit where credit is due. She's going to send out a motivational video you can watch every week for free for the rest of the year. So that is amazing. I hope this inspires you to take the rest of the year and just crush it. If you don't want to do Rachel's Five to Thrive, ask yourself, what are five habits that would help you going into the new year and commit to doing them every day, seven days a week for the last 90 days of the year. What could you do that would give you a solid foundation, that would give you a springboard? We're gonna spring into the new year strong with good new habits that we have built and that's gonna be the basis that we set our goals for the next year, that we use to set the vision for what 2019 is going to look like. This is our gift to our future selves. You're, f setting, you're setting your future self up for success. I hope you ha guys have a great day. If you'd be willing to leave a review on iTunes, I would really appreciate it. My passion and goal in life is to help as many women as I possibly can on their mental health journey. And the more reviews I get on iTunes, the more iTunes will show my podcast to women that are struggling with their mental health. So I really appreciate your guys' help with that mission. It really means a lot to me. Come follow me over on Instagram. I'm going to be documenting my entire experience with the last 90 days. My username is Radical Transformation Project. I have a free mental health support Facebook group you can join and you can find the information for that as well as tons of mental health resources on my blog, www.radicaltransformationproject.com. I post new articles every single week about managing 
depression and anxiety and my mental health journey. I hope you guys have a great day and I'll see you in the next episode.